0: When do you say you took the dream too far And finally come to grips with the person you are I think for some of us the dream's too vivid And the gift we've been given is the curse that comes with it As you strive for perfection and progress You beat your own ass in the process Man, I'm satisfied, never, my shit always could be better Shit, the verse I'm saying now could be way more clever I remember when there wasn't no pressure i just do this Before the music was part of a
1: what's up guys welcome back to episode number 48 of connections magic thank you so much for coming back and tuning in this week we got part two of my interview with wax my first ever client in management we ultimately signed this huge deal with def jam records had a big falling out afterwards lawyers fighting tons of money spent etc and now we're cool we have this amazing conversation upon completing the interview i felt like we didn't open up that chapter enough and talk about actually where our headspace was at the time when this was going down so i hit up wax in between part one and part two drop in i got the green light we had a follow-up conversation after our original interview we dug into what both of our headspace was like at that time i feel like it's super relatable everybody's had someone they've fallen out with at one point in their lives or another so to show the possibility of bringing it back around and having an authentic real conversation later down the road hopefully will inspire some people that might have had this happen to them in one way or another we also get into his time at the record label kind of not being a great fit for him for the type of artist that he is and the way he creates ironically when he let me go he told me i don't think this is for you and he shares in the interview about how later he realized it wasn't for him either and without further ado here's part two of the episode welcome everybody to connection is magic i'm your host samson shulman a former music executive turned podcaster and coach. In a world obsessed with the highlight reel and keeping our difficulties hidden behind the curtain, we end up feeling lonely and isolated and opportunities for human connection are missed. On this podcast, we dive deep with our guests and get them to share those dreaded, unfiltered pieces. We learn how to make lemonade out of life's lemons and realize adversity isn't sent to break us, but rather shape us into the greatest versions of ourselves. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Now let's begin our journey back home to connection. I heard you in a video talk about right. one of the worst things you could imagine would be getting famous off a song that didn't come from your heart and having to go all over the world and like sing that song, right? Uh, well, I'm, I, I said that
0: because I've seen people say that. If you're familiar with Janie Lane from Warrant, who wrote the song Cherry Pie. I know Cherry Pie, yeah. He, that he died in 2010, a fucking in a hotel room after drinking himself to death. And if you look at his interviews, he's like, yeah, they fucking I did cherry pie. Now, all of a sudden, I'm doing cherry pie eating contests Now I'm the cherry pie guy. Now they're not listening to my other songs. And it's cherry pie, cherry pie, cherry pie. And he hated playing that
1: song. He did get a boatload of money, though, for that. So you're t- you're telling me that the money doesn't offset. absolutely not okay cool a thousand
0: percent a thousand percent doesn't matter how many millions of dollars you got if you ain't happy you ain't happy the the
1: only way the only analogy that that i can give for the everyday person to get that who's not even a musician would be like if you had to like date a person that you had no interest in dating at all and they're like all right y'all are together now it's like an arranged marriage if you stay in this marriage i'll pay you a million dollars a year a lot of people probably say no to that
0: when they're talking about Michael Jackson, how how he didn't get to have a childhood because his fucking dad would beat the shit out of him because if he didn't rec- heard rec- heard eight that. hours a day, yeah. I've, I've heard people say like, yeah, but he fucking he got all that money, though. And it's like broke, broke people. I say this because I have been a broke person. I'm still relatively, broke. I'm, <laughs> but but like I'm at the, I'm actually at the level now where it's like the right level. I don't mm. worry about my bills, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But like. Once you get to have a bunch of money, now you have, it's more money, more problems. You have new problems. You're worried about your, like, what you want is to not worry about money, right?
1: Yes, we all all want that. When you ain't got,
0: when you ain't got none, you're not, you're fucking worried about it because you don't know how the fuck you're going to pay your rent. When you got a lot, now you got fucking accountants. You got to do your taxes. You got to open up your thing. You got a business manager. You got all this shit. What you don't realize is when you're broke is... It's actually fucking stressful for these people to have all this money. You know what I'm saying? Mm, to to mm-hmm. deal with the money. But my point was going to be with Michael Jackson. People think that just because he had a fucking hundred million dollars, I wouldn't fucking sacrifice a good childhood for any fucking amount of money. You know what I mean? There's a reason Michael Jackson was fucked up. And it's like, I don't think he could buy all the gorillas and Ferris wheels he wants. It Ain't going to take away his fucking, ain't going to fucking bring his childhood back. You know what I mean? Broke people think money is worth more than it is. And I know because I did You
1: know, isn't it cliche at this point to hear people that have become rich and famous and end up miserable? Like, that's so cliche now. The most
0: depressed I've ever been in my life was when I had the most money. That's not hyperbole. Like, that's
1: some real, that's
0: some real shit. For real. I was fucking suicidal. Like, ask my brother. I used to fucking call him from from studios, like, crying and shit. Wow. It was, I had days that were, I was fucking miserable. I'm also, like, a fucking alcoholic mope. You know what I'm saying? So, This isn't the same for everybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm just speaking for myself. I knew that I wanted to make music for a living. And like, the problem is once you get to that point, you're like, well, now I need a loftier goal than that. You know what I mean? And I didn't really have that lofty goal. Everybody has different experiences. I, I had a lot of misery during that period and I felt like a lot of pressure and I felt like a lot of weight on my shoulders. I felt like I was not good enough. I felt like I was failing. I felt lonely. Just all this shit for me. For me, it wasn't everything. You know what I mean?
1: Damn. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. People need to know that, you know, because I think, again, this is still like definitely that's an that's an outlier thing. Right. To 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 tell people that what we're programmed is like achieve, 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 right. Achieve, achieve, achieve money, 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 money. And it's just Mm -hmm. we're like indoctrinated to think that and we're just on autopilot doing that. It's almost like lemmings, like lemmings just follow each other off the cliff, Mm. (laughs) bro. It's like and I'm just like, I'm trying to take this podcast and be like, yo, here's a sign. Wake the fuck up.
0: Yeah, I think this whole quarantine thing has been a wake up call in that regard as well. I, I think that people are actually realizing how important it is to just like. Uh, spend time with their family and slow down a little bit and and maybe working till you fucking get an ulcer and die isn't the best way to spend your one existence that you get in this earth maybe that's not the best way to spend it you know exactly my thing now is like of course there's still stress of course there's all this shit but like i moved down here to san diego and i my back like that's why i've been standing, my back's fucking pretty mangled all this stuff but like what one thing i'm smart enough to do and i've done enough like mental work to do is like I, I no matter how I feel, I go, I'm not beating myself up, hmm. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the mental self beat up anymore. I catch myself doing it and I'm like, I don't care how many things I didn't get done today. I don't care if I made a mistake. I don't care if this, this the shit that I the song I just made sucks. I don't care what happens. I'm not beating myself up. You know what I'm saying? I'm That's not. Dope. I'm I'm living at least at the level where I'm not myself
1: up. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I feel like, you know, I got a piece of wisdom from you. I, I, I tuned in randomly to like one of your podcasts. You said you were struggling uh, over something and you're like, you reminded yourself that you don't have to do this. You get to do this. Do you remember saying that in one of your uh, that's episodes? A, yeah, that's, that's uh, Davey
0: Nathan, my homie, Dave, one of my best friends in the world, uh, told me that one time. I was doing a live show Mm-hmm. And and I just didn't feel like doing. I didn't feel like like go to rehearsal and doing all the shit, you know. And he said that he's like, he's like you know, a way that you can live is being like, don't say I gotta do this or or I have to do this. Say I get to do this. Sure. It's funny because like you know I I lived with him for he was my roommate for five years, and uh, after he told me that there was times where I I, I turn it back on him, you know. He he'd be mm-hmm. complaining he'd be complaining about something. I'd be like, hey, remember when you told me? Hey man. Hey, hey.
1: sometimes we bring the mess, and sometimes we bring the message. Have you heard that before? Hey, I like it. That's some real shit. I mess Uh, with it. (laughs) I mess with it. Now you're doing music almost every day, or often enough, right? And what are your thoughts about it, man? Like after you go through that whole experience, you got the Def Jam deal, and and that's in your past now. And what's the goal? Like, yeah, I probably should have more of a goal. It's important to have a goal, and that's something
0: in my life that uh. I haven't, I haven't been good at having a long-term goal. The cool thing about music is you, you can always have a short-term goal, which is do a song, make an (laughs) out, make an album. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So now my long-term goals are more like, I actually want to do some, I want to branch off into some other stuff. Like I'm doing all this food review stuff. Like I'm hoping that after a year or something, I can maybe get some kind of, job doing that because I really enjoy it. But besides that, being an independent artist, in all honesty, is pretty like uh, spoon fed to you already.
1: You put up a song, you write a song like next week, you throw that shit on Spotify, right? And are you mm-hmm. thinking if this only gets 5,000 streams, mm-hmm. are you upset about that? I mean, you
0: want it to get a lot for sure. You want it to get a lot. I guess the goal is in the pro- in the process. The process is what you want to enjoy the most. Like The goal is like, actually enjoying the work, you know what I mean? And strangely enough, the more you actually let go of the results and try to just enjoy the work and sometimes just make really fucking stupid shit um, that you like, a lot of times that'll be the stuff that does well. You
1: know, hmm. when you were in L.A., when we were hanging around each other, I feel like you were around people that were on their way up. I know, you know a bunch when, of people when, like that. Yeah. Whether it's dumb, uh, dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he's got I just saw my complex. Like I Anderson, got Anderson, Anderson Pack. Boom, Anderson Pack. Let's yeah. talk about that one.
0: Well, he's him and him and dumb are like my homies. like like I toured with them and hung out with them and made songs with them all the time and shit. So dude,
1: let's take it to know? Anderson Pack because I feel like a lot of people know Anderson at this point. Guys like that. Again, I just want to know, could you just tell did you just know these dudes were going to the moon? Did you yes. know that?
0: <laughs> first of all, I don't with dumb, I wouldn't say he's to the moon, but what?
1: Anderson Pack, Anderson Pack, Pack is than, to the yeah. moon. Let's just yeah. talk <laughs> Anderson Pack when I
0: first met him and when I first like saw him do his thing, especially, you know the you know the first time the first time I met him actually no. I would I wouldn't say that I thought that at all. The first time I met him, I met him at a studio. And he fucking rolled everybody in the studio, myself included a joint. And we worked on this song, which turned out to be an awesome song. I loved I loved it because he made the beat and did the hook and I loved it. But it wasn't until like I started to listen to some of his stuff and then I started to play with him and watch him do his thing where I was just like, Holy shit, this dude's on another level. And when I used to when I really started working with him and touring with him, like he used to be my drummer, like he used to play drums for me. Like when I did Palooza, he was my drummer. It was a Crazy. three-piece band, me, him, and e one of my favorite months of my life was the tour that we me and dumb and him we called him breezy at the time it was like i was the headliner and (laughs) dumb was like the next and breezy was like the opener that like you know and um i remember i remember at the the last show the tour was the l ray in la yeah i remember just i was on molly that night and i fucking remember i remember going to him and just grabbing his shoulders and be like you ready for the big time man you ready dog You ready and he was like yeah dog (laughs) <laughs> I'll tell you a story about Anderson Pack. This my, one of my favorite stories of Anderson Pack. Let's uh, do it. When he was he was in Dumb's band when we play he uh, when Dumb opened for me at the Troubadour one time, right? And I was doing pretty well at the time. Sold out the Troubadour. I did that a couple times. I couldn't sell the Troubadour now, but <laughs> I I did I did then. And and Dumb was doing was opening for me. All, whole everybody involved was crew. Everybody involved was fan. You know what I mean? But uh, Breezy was playing drums for Dumb. And, uh, you know, Breezy was really when I first met Breezy, he wasn't a real fashionable dude. Anybody who knows him now, he's the ultimate. He's the ultimate. He's like Andre
1: Andre 3000 now, isn't he?
0: He's like sponsored by like Gucci and Vans and like he has his own. The point is, he was a real he's a fashionista, you know. But when I first met him, he wore kind of like he was like a chubby stoner that wore jeans and T-shirts. You know what I'm saying? This show, his stylist that he had just gotten, got him a fucking it was a one piece jumpsuit blue jumpsuit and it was kind of like looks some, like some shit like a dude at Jiffy Lube would wear right and uh everybody backstage is talking shit about the jumpsuit dumb especially and me especially just shitting on his jumpsuit and he this is what I was saying earlier if you're a true beast you have to take people shitting on you you think people didn't shit on Prince's fucking outfits when he first came out you know what I'm he saying? got
1: booted like, off the stage with the Rolling Stones I don't know if you know this but of he course did. of
0: course but that's actually a perfect example that's a perfect example. But even before that, like, like Bre- nobody knew who breezy was at this point, this even his friends, because it's actually even more important if you think about it, the people around you, like most of us, like, you know, I wear like I wear pretty regular clothes because I don't want people to make fun of me. I don't <laughs> I don't say it like that. We don't say it like that. Right. But look, yeah. we're wearing this. We're wearing you're wearing a hoodie, Just a, and hoodie. a cap. So, yeah. you know, because yeah. it's some regular shit and nobody's going to really fucking judge you. We don't know that's why we're doing this, but that's why we're doing this. That's why we kind of look like everybody else, you know? But so this motherfucker, like we're all shitting on him for the fucking thing. But then like, he's just like, yeah, but this shit dope though. This shit dope, you know? And, and like, and at the end, and I, and you can see it's affecting him though. You can see, he's like, man, these motherfucker's like fucking shitting on me. I fucking make the effort to look fucking good. You know what I mean? It started a way yeah, out. But he overcame that and slowly. And I was, I was pretty tight with him at this time. I'm not as tight with him now as I used to be at this time, but. Slowly, he would become more fascinating. He quit smoking weed. He stopped being chubby because he would fucking work out every day. And he turned into a fucking like a workout kind of dude. I saw him transform. I saw his confidence just transform. And that's part of like he has a song that really just says it all called The Bird. It's the first song on his album, Malibu, that really just kind of is like the bird with the word. It, the, the bird like told kind of t- I take from the song, like told him like, yo, you're doing something, man. You're mm. this like like it's a it's a divine thing that he knows that he's this is a calling for him. This isn't him trying to be famous or him doing a gig or him. He's a he, he's bigger than life. You know what I'm saying? And he and you I saw when he discovered that. You know, I saw when he found it in himself and i think of us making fun of his fucking jumpsuit because yeah a lot of people the next time they showed up it would have been in a hoodie and a fucking hat <laughs> like us not that's him awesome. he probably was in some raw
1: shit you know that's that? amazing bro that's a beautiful story I, I you know what i thought of is like it's like he broke out of the matrix you know i he think that we're all he broke out of the matrix and i and, and when you hear kanye west love him or hate the guy Kanye, one of Kanye's main themes, if you noticed this, if you've heard him speak is all about that breaking out of the matrix. Like they tell you, you can't do this. He's like, my kid can't, they tell you, my kid can't uh, uh, walk on a coffee table. Why not? Like, of course my kid can walk on a co- It's like society wants to keep us in these little boxes, but we're all created so different, bro. Like we're not, right. We gotta find our area of gifting and just ride that shit. That's my honest belief. And and one of the one of my favorite quotes is by Albert Einstein. that said, "We're all genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll go its whole life thinking it's stupid." Have you heard that?
0: That's yeah, I have heard that. I didn't know it was Albert Einstein, but I've heard that. Yeah, this is this is like people always be like, uh, "Why don't you do battle rap?" And first first of all, first of all, I'm not mean. I don't like the mean spiritedness of it for myself. But second, yeah. it's like. You're, if if you jump it into something where there's a million people that do it, how much are you really going to stick out? I'll never forget this this this, uh, this fucking meeting I had with the guy. He fucking told me he, he had me in his office. He was a music industry guy. What was
1: it, A uh, and uh, Yeah, he's a really
0: really really well known A and guy. Got it. Got and it. it. And he was he was like uh, it's, he 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 showed me he was he had this he actually pulled this video up of me rapping. Mm-hmm. when i was first got in there and he's fast forwards to this part where i did a little singing part he's like see that right there that's why you're here see that right there somebody comes somebody somebody comes in here and tell me they can rap That's like somebody coming in here and tell me they can read you know what i'm saying
1: <laughs> oh and i my was like God, i was wow. like yeah but he's <laughs> but he's right it's brutal honesty yeah yeah he's yeah right.
0: if you're familiar with battle rap at all there are there are so many fucking rappers that can put together words and fuck there's just so there's thousands and thousands and thousands of good rappers. There's only 40 slots in the top 40, you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, There's only so many. There can't be a million superstars. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, you wrote a song about this. Can't can't all be heroes. What was it?
0: What was the bar? Uh, Some people that got big dreams and big plans end up as a big flock of sacrificial lambs. The single achiever can make a billion believers. Look at the children. They all they're all willing and eager. Like when I was a kid, I watched Jordan play. And I dreamed of being up on the NBA court one day. I realized early that I didn't have it. That don't mean there ain't people that took that stab at it. Like my man, every day, practice, shooting baskets, dreaming about playing for the magic of Mavericks, high school star, 30 point a night average. Four-year college starter, all right, average, didn't get drafted. Still, he could see the dream. Now he's 35, playing for some European team. Knees fucked up, constantly throbbing, and he popping an Oxycontin, and it's becoming a problem. Had to move back with his mom, but couldn't find a job that he needs. You can't put three-man weave drills under specialty skills. More and more, he eats pills, prescription refills. He still sees that dream, that vision, and it haunts him. A voice inside his head, and it haunts him. His mom's thinking that he on something. And she right, as he screams in the middle of the night, stop fucking with me. And so it's like, you know, people just for every Damn. fucking... Oh, that shit hits too deep. Not even the guy who made it to the Lakers, which sits on the bench every single game, to get a minimum playing time. Just even for every guy like that, there's a thousand guys that like didn't get to the NBA and that their whole fucking adult life until their 40s. And now they're fucking, you know what I'm saying? The dream fell apart. It happens to rappers. It happens to ball players. It happens to... Fucking stockbrokers, you know.
1: Yeah, it's like society treats them almost like like we treat old people. We put them in a home. Don't you think we put old people mm-hmm. in a home and forget about them? Yeah, yeah. we we don't we don't want to remind ourselves that that could be us. In school, they talked about why do you think it's so uncomfortable for people to be around disabled people? And I'll tell you the answer to that. What the professor said, it's because it reminds us that we're only temporarily abled. So it's like, we don't want that reminder. Screech just passed away, by the way. I
0: don't know much about Screech's death. He's an example of somebody from the outside. You'd be like, he's on top of the world. I bet you if you ask, I bet you if you ask Screech. Now, he doesn't like every single day, he walks down this fucking street and everybody's like, hey, Screech, Screech. (laughs) His His existence, I mean, he fucking died and everybody calls him his fucking actor, his character name. Facts. Even, have, even in death. Nobody calls that's, him Dustin Diamond. Everybody calls fact. him Streets. So I think that he's a perfect example of somebody that what we were talking about earlier about money and fame, not being something that puts you quote unquote on top of the world. You know what I'm saying? I think he has had a lot of fucking issues with drugs and depression and shit like that. I think he used to do the celebrity boxing match shit. Yes. He got that? fame.
1: He got like fame for that. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. The only people who succeed in that world are people who are able
0: to like or really able to like be in on the joke that is their own shit. You know what I mean? Like you just gotta accept it. Like I feel like Vanilla Ice does that well. He's just yeah. like, yeah, I'm fucking Vanilla Ice. What are you, what are you gonna do? You know? I'm fucking <laughs> gonna, uh, yeah. But if you're Macaulay Culkin and you're like, stop fucking going like this every time you see me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're mad like that, you're gonna fucking you know. Which I can't blame. I couldn't blame him for being like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dude from the Cosby show, he was the, he was the husband of the, the older sister whose name, I can't believe I can't remember his name. is the lights can do curly hair. Um, but the, the people, it went viral that he worked at Trader Joe's. He worked at Trader Joe's in New York and it went viral and some people were shitting on it. It's like, wow, what, what the fuck do you want him to do? Not fucking have a job? You think that yeah. because he was a non-main character on a show in the 80s and early 90s, like he's rich now? Like he's just a fucking man. Matter of fact, Nothing wrong with working at Trader Joe's. That's a perfectly respectable gig. Capadonna from the Wu Tang Clan was a, clan Wu Tang the Wu Tang was a, was a cab driver in in uh, Baltimore after his fame with the Wu Tang. You know? Are you serious?
1: Wow. Yeah. I just you think like wow. It's like you think some of these projects are just going to provide you know endless. There's not
0: there's oh, not as man. much. The the interesting thing about music, and I think that you would agree with this, is like there's a lot of fame in the music business, but there's, if you compare it to tech, if you compare it to like Apple, there's not a lot of money. <laughs> That's true, bro. That's really there's not well a lot said. Of money. And C- Capadonna, the least fam- famous member of a group that has nine members, which by the way, he's not even officially a member of the group. He's like the 10th on him. So point is like,
1: He's like the vowel in the fucking- group that A E I O U and Y, he's the Y. Some, of he's the sometimes boots. Y. <laughs> right. So Riz of the is and the and sometimes Kapadon. Right. That's
0: fucking hilarious. Once you split the money fucking ten ways. You know Fela, Fela Kuusi.
1: Yeah, I love Fela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: if you've ever watched Fela's performances, mm. you know, people people sometimes jokingly say about a band, like, yeah, motherfucker, like 30 people on stage. This dude has 30 people on stage. Like he has thirty people in his band. Like if you if you if you get him to play, you you gotta have a whole plane. You know what I mean? Like musicians don't have as much money
1: as people think they got. Is my point. I mean, but the fact is, like you know, just working at music, bro. You know, I worked at Interscope for a little mm-hmm. while. Like just like anytime you could get a check at all, I never took it for granted. Music, like anytime money was coming in, I was like, yo, right. it's like cause it's like a, it's like a kid how a kid feels playing a video game. You know what right. I mean? I I I I felt that way my entire 11 years or 12 years, whatever I was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the fact you make any money doing something you love so much is crazy. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, you know, it's it's fucking tight. Yeah. It's tight. The most happy, the most happy I ever was to get a check. And I probably knew, I think I knew you at this time. I think I just met you was when I did this contest online to sing a fucking jingle for A1 Steak Sauce. (laughs) And it was like a, it was a contest for like, there was a few hundred people in it. And if you won, you got five grand. Five grand is a lot of money. But like at that time, five grand was life-changing money at that time for me. Wow. You know, I had just lost my job. I I got a DUI and I was a fucking, I was a fucking delivery driver. So I lost my job because I lost my license and I was, I had no fucking money. Uh, My point, my point is that that $5,000, when I got that check, I was fucking on cloud nine because I needed that check so bad. I get a check for five thousand dollars now, and like, of course, I'm happy about the check, but it doesn't feel like that. I needed the money desperately. You know? That's
1: right, the need yeah. for it, right? Like, oh shit, yeah. right, right, right. It's almost like, like being it's, walking through the desert and not having water or something, and it's like then you get your water.
0: Couldn't oh, have, okay. I couldn't I couldn't have said a better analogy? Now I got now I got a bunch of water.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. Now, right now,
0: right now, I got I'm, I'm not thirsty at all. You know that's that? that's a
1: beautiful feeling bro that's beautiful and back then
0: back then i was fucking parched just to put it lightly <laughs>
1: <laughs> didn't you do yeah. one for Folgers too by the, while we're on I it did. Bro? My, my man was like king of jingles over here he's like I, if well, i, I did. can't make it a music let me hit up fucking Kroger's real quick
0: <laughs> my man my dude this is this is this is why i'm saying my goal was to make a living doing music i would be i'd be perfectly happy writing Folgers jingles
1: wow dude. At the time,
0: wow. I, at the time, I would have loved that. That's what. That's what made me go to school and get the audio engineering degree.
1: You know, the podcast is called "Connection Is Magic," right? People connect with music, obviously, right? You're telling me about people got sleeves of some of your lyrics tattooed. That's happened mm-hmm. a bunch of times. You said so like, many times, right? So many times. It's so fucking. Like,
0: it's still bugged out every time. But there's been so many times where people got my shit.
1: Tattooed that would get. On. That would give me confidence, brother. people get my shit tattooed on them, I feel super confident. Sometimes I just be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, man?" <laughs>
0: Because I've seen some, I've seen some, they were fucking, they're all like, they all like, are like, damn, like they make you feel humbled and honored, but some of them are like real meaningful and some of them are just badly done. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I'd be like, damn, I don't know about that or your neck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's hilarious, bro.
0: For me with music, the connection is created the most when you're the most honest, because none of us are that special. There's 7 billion of us. So if you write something that real about yourself, somebody else is going through it too. Somebody else is going through some shit that you're going exactly, through Exactly, well.
1: so exactly. You were dependent upon alcohol, right? And then you started to like pull yourself away from that.
0: Probably starting in like 2012-ish. Like I'd, I knew I had a problem and I'd always do like, I'm going 30 days sober. And one time I did 100 days sober. Then I'll do like on Janu- January sober or sober October or whatever. But then once you're done... It actually just makes you go harder when you come back. You know what I mean? Like you're, if, you do, if you do sober January, you're going to have a fucked up February. You know what I mean? That's how I was.
1: Uh, you just like make up for lost time. What is something you're noticing now that you're sober that you didn't notice when you were relying on the booze all the time?
0: I'm just generally more positive. And that doesn't mean I'm always positive. You know what I mean? Because I'm a negative, depressive person that's how that's how i am that's how i'm wired i don't know why instead of operating at the press i operate it like shit's all right you know what i mean i don't operate happy but i don't operate as sad as i used to you know what i mean
1: when we parted ways right i feel like you told me and again i don't i don't know if you remember this or not but we talked about this on the phone the other night and i was like i want to include it because this path right now, you you understand what this path is and mental health and what I'm doing right now and how I'm getting mm-hmm. my, my master's degree in clinical psychology. And I feel yeah, like- Yeah, good
0: for you, man. Good for man, you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that, dude. I do. When you were kind of delivering the news, they're like, dude, we're not going to work together no more. I feel like you came at me like on some homie shit where I don't think this is for you. I was doing management at the time. And now with, what do we got? 11 years? Long, long ass time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, you were fucking right. You know, you were fucking- <laughs> You're fucking right, bro. I wanna thank you. I mean, I wanna thank you, bro, because that shit was so painful. I mean, I want you to know this because you know how hard we worked together, bro. We we grinded together pretty hard for a while. It hurt like a bitch at the time. That chapter with you helped shape me and helped form me. So I'm 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 in gratitude, you know, now completely in gratitude for our journey together. And you telling me this isn't for you, and it's a it's <laughs> a mean
0: thing to say. It's like a it's like if you're a music teacher, and somebody like really wants to do play piano. It's not even that they aren't good at it. It's like your opinion. Yeah, it's like giving your opinion about somebody else's life is a mean thing to do. I mean, the ma- the truth of the matter is. What I was doing at that time, like it wasn't for me either. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing wow. probably w- wasn't necessarily right, but I'm kind of on the same page as you in that enough time has gone by, enough water has flowed under the bridge that I look back at it now and all you can really do is learn lessons, be happy that it happened, be happy for the good stuff, be in gratitude about it, like you said. My friend that I told you, who's like a brother to me, Davy. I wouldn't know him if it wasn't for you. If somebody would have asked me back then, what my problem with you would have been, I would have been able to explain it in great detail. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And part of that, I don't really remember. And also, you know, I, I like you. I think you're a good person. I think what you're doing is good now. And uh I feel like, we, I feel like we're cool. I don't want to fucking say anything negative about you, man. There's a lot of fucking negative things that could be said about me, man. I got a lot of problems. I got a lot of faults. You don't want somebody to say, hey, wax, I think you got this. Well, like- I probably I'm probably like you. I probably would be like, tell me. I don't know, I'm not gonna care. <laughs> guess what? Guess what? I am gonna care. You know, just like I was saying about the I think I was saying about the Like say you get an, you look at a negative comments on, on the internet and you, and you can, you can be the tough guy that everybody tries to be. I don't even fuck with that shit. It don't don't even bother me. That shit don't bother me. Yeah. If you don't see it, it doesn't bother you. The best thing to do is not to look at it. But if you have, if you, if you see any piece of information that affects you, if you're walking down the street and you see a sign that says Coca-Cola, you don't have a choice that you saw it. You took that information in, you fucking ate it like a piece of like a nutrient. You didn't mean to, you know what I'm saying? It's like somebody threw something in your mouth and fucking made you eat it. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't really get a choice and you can't throw it back up. Your brain doesn't throw up. Your brain yeah. does not vomit. So it's still there again. I, I, I don't know that I'd be able to fully articulate what, how I felt then anyway. You know what I'm saying? Does that kind when I said, when I said, when I said,
1: when I said I would do your podcast, I said, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to diss you, bro. You, see, you interpret that still as a diss, but I'm like, I feel so different than that version of myself. Do you, do you experience me as like a different person today? Yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah. Like, let me just tell you this, Wax. Let me, maybe like, I'll put another layer to this. I used, <laughs> to, I used to smoke a pack a day of cigarettes. I used to drive a motorcycle at 170 miles an hour on the freeway. When I used to gamble my face off at the casino. When I tell, mm. people, when I tell people that about me, they're like, no fucking way. None of those things are you. Do you see what I mean? So, so like that version of me is dead, bro. Finito. Like that ain't me. I'm this version now. So anything you would be insulting would be a version of me that doesn't, it no longer exists to me.
0: It was a very difficult experience, man. And you know, obviously the, the aftermath of, of that was I
1: spent all my advance money on lawyers You know what I'm saying? I know. How dope is it that we can talk about that? Because what we're doing right now, people don't do. This is an important conversation for us to have. You have to understand that because it's so fucking relatable. It's so relatable. So, you know, you spent a lot of your money. Again, we got caught up in that legal shit or whatever. And Mm -hmm. like, that's not where your headspace even like needed to be. And- and I hated it. You know, I hated
0: yeah. I hated that. Like, I, like there's like on one side of the coin, you know, you get a record deal and you get a bunch of money. And then the other side of the coin, like your team is falling. I had a lot of good people on my team, yeah. but, but like the thing with anybody out there listening to this fucking don't have two managers. <laughs> don't ever don't do that. It's a horrible idea. Unless they're fucking twin brothers that love each other or some shit like that. Don't ever have two managers because if you somehow have some kind of thing, then you'll spend all your money that you got for the advance on lawyers. <laughs> Don't ever have two managers. Have one. Just have one. You heard Nancy Reagan say, "Just say no." You heard me say, "Just have one." Fucking artists and
1: managers—a marriage, not a menage a trois. You know what I'm saying. Amazing, everything you just shared, dude. Amazing. Artists and managers split all the time, bro.
0: I always get confused, actually, because I always see people like, yeah, I fired my manager. I'm like, wait a second. That's not how management contracts work. I know. I know for through experience that the standard management contracts make it very difficult to fire your manager. You know what I mean? Right. So I always get confused when somebody just like fired them. You do hear a lot of artists say that. Like, it's. I'm just saying it's. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Common. That's, I think, the, even the most common. You fired the per- person you came up with because
1: now you got the same manager as Prince. You know what Th- I mean? Thank you for saying that shit, bro. Thank right. you for saying it. You know, we got that deal at DepJM. You said you got all that money because we talked on the phone a little bit about how you, you blew through that money. Doing dumb shit too. In hindsight, it'd be interesting to hear you reflect on, oh, maybe I should have spent some money on a down payment of a house or, or whatever. Like, what did you learn from that? I would do it completely different now. If I got a big, if I got a big check like I got
0: when I got a record deal, first of all, most of it I spent on having two managers and 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 firing one of them. So now there was an arbitration or whatever the fuck we were doing, and uh, I was spending a lot of money on lawyers. Lawyers are really expensive. Yeah. Uh, I also because, because I was told that you're supposed to get business managers once you get signed or whatever. I got I got business management that was unnecessary. If I did it now, I just fucking had the money myself or have have my have a homie. A homie that has some level of financial guruism, uh, help me with it. I would have, you don't fucking need a business manager. You don't need a business manager. And if you do, because I have a business manager now, independent, low key. I had my business, man- I shouldn't be saying all this shit. Whatever. My business managers were like the same business managers like as really popular artists had. You know what I mean? And it costs a fucking lot of money. You know, these companies charge you a monthly retainer and i didn't i don't think i even really realized that i was being charged this but that was certainly a lot luckily i did buy a car uh i did buy this microphone and a lot of like all my studio equipment some of which i still have and use i spent a lot of it on 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 alcohol and cigarettes and shit but like i drank bud light and you know i'm saying i was spending that shit anyway (laughs) um i'm sure there was a couple of times where like I went out with friends and I paid the bill, stuff like that. I'm sure I did a lot of that stuff, but I would do that stuff again. I wouldn't change that. If somebody gives you a big record deal and tells you you're going to be a big star, that doesn't mean you're going to be a big star. You might want to fucking hold on to some of that money. You know what I'm saying? I know, <laughs> I know you're supposed to think positive and manifest big things and all that shit, but if you got two slices of pizza, don't act like you got a whole pie. You know what I mean? Because they ain't, you know, you bought the slices. You know, you didn't buy the pie. You bought the slices. Eat them piece by piece, pepperoni by pepperoni. You know, you don't want to fucking, (laughs) don't want to scarf them down and act like you're gonna have eight more slices. Because that guy in that pizza fucking hat, you know, the big pizza hat, he's gonna go sorry, buddy, no more dough.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? That's too good. When ego runs your life, usually you're pretty miserable. I'm at this point right now, I just turned 40 not long ago, and I swear to God, my mantra lately has been, it's a blessing to be a blessing. Seriously, anytime you can affect somebody's life in a positive way, ain't nothing better than that. Dollars Dollars don't really compare to that feeling. That's why you see a lot of greedy people that are all me, me, me for myself. Those people are miserable. I mean, cliche. Those people typically don't feel great. They might... Project to feel good, but internally, a lot of those people kill themselves. Man, right? I don't think, I don't think right. we're wired. I don't think we're wired like that. It's like, one of the favorite things that one of my mentors said, Wax, was like, "Illness begins with the letter I, and wellness begins with we." That shit was kind of. Oh, I like, I like that. Like, are you coming from your heart? You're coming from your ego. Usually, those two things
0: conflict. I think one of the one of the reasons I'm a decent songwriter is because I have the ability to come from the heart to give you like the actual, the actual musical sensation of what songs, when songs, even without lyrics have emotions. But I also come really hard from the brain. Like I, I, I think I, I write stuff out, I rewrite it, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then it like when you combine it, now you got a story that makes sense in your brain and a feeling that makes sense in your heart. Throw me into the music business. And now you, the, you know, the music business operates in sessions. They say they put you in sessions, you know. You go there, you're the artist, and there's all these people in the studio. You fucking, you don't even know who they are. Half of them ain't even in the fucking, they're not even musicians. And for me, I, uh, I just, I shut down in those situations because all I can feel is people judging me. That's all I can feel. You know what I mean? I need, I can't. I can't handle the judgment. You know, I don't need these other thoughts. I need to be in the, in the, what people call the flow or whatever. You know what I mean? And that shit fucks my flow up.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like, I feel like a lot of artists almost feel like they're channeling some shit and you can't like channel the shit that you need to channel when you got these other, Energy they, around they, you. Basically. They clog. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, clog, they, yeah. Clog in, they clog. They
0: clog they clogging up the conduit, man. Well, my favorite quote from the about the music industry is that everybody wants to be the first to be second. I remember them being like, "Hey, can you make a song that sounds like this?" And then they fucking give me like, "I love the way you lie" and "New York, New York" by Jay Z. I'm like, "Oh, is that it? You mean the songs that are number one and number two on the charts? That's what." Th- Thanks for the advice, dipshit. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for the advice. I'll make a song that sounds like fucking the biggest song in the world. I'll I'll just do that real quick. Is that your advice? I hate a little bit on the music industry, my bad.
1: Well, no, it's just being real. Can I tell you, I managed like, what, five, six artists or whatever. And whenever I got them signed to a major label, they stopped writing dope shit because like now they're signed and they're like, they don't want to fuck it up. Or they're worried about like, okay, what's, what are they going to think? Or what's the label? Then the shit that made me want to work with them disappeared. Don't right. Surprise me one fucking bit. Don't surprise me one fucking bit. They exactly. sign they they
0: sign you because you're dope. And then they tell you to do something else. It's like you said about the fish and swimming and shit. It's like, yeah, you, I'm a like, fish. I swim. I don't know how to juggle. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I'm like, right. It's kind of like that. I always want I always was hope. I was always looking for my version of like, uh, it happened in a bag. I got sunshine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a bag. I mean, gorillas, that. gorillas. Yeah. So a song like that or like Gnarls Barkley, Crazy. Or, there's a million examples of like awesome songs that are also hit pop songs, you know, Go, but those Go are-
1: Gautier was another example. Gautier like, a great sort of, example. Yeah. Great example.
0: Fucking when Gautier played that shit to the fucking RCA or whoever, they were probably like, I don't know, it just doesn't sound like Love the Way You Lie.
1: It's true, bro. Sorry. <laughs> it is true, bro. What's interesting to me is your brain is wired where I feel like you're already a tough critic on yourself right? That's, that's what I get about you. So it's like the higher you rise, the more scrutinized you're going to be, or to be in that world in the music business, you're going to be more scrutinized. And it's almost like you already give that to yourself enough. It's like you already kick your own ass enough. You don't need motherfuckers around you kicking your ass too. Like you're already kicking your ass. Does that resonate at all? That's i mean an inter-
0: that, that's an interesting point. I think it's a good one I, I definitely it definitely resonates that definitely resonates for me and probably for a lot of other people too. Some people look at
1: mental health discussions and depression and things like that as weak I got a, I got another theory on that which is more modern about why it's so hard to connect and be seen, but we're living in a capitalist society which is all about competition, so it's like if you let yourself be seen, you might be perceived as like Oh, now he has a, a weakness or a vulnerability that you can attack. And then the next man's going to get ahead of you because capitalist equals competition. So yeah, maybe yeah, that's that, part of it too.
0: I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that's, I think that's uh, mm. an astute observation. I think, in, and that also goes, that that's on the highest levels and on the lowest levels. That's why dudes, dudes from rough neighborhoods are fucking tough. They have
1: to be because they can't, ex- mm. they can't expose weakness. But my reality is to have, the tough conversation about how you're actually doing takes a lot more courage and balls to be able to pull the curtain back and be like, "Yo, this is what I'm feeling," versus like projecting something that's not accurately how you feel. But you know, I mean, you would agree we're having a mental health crisis right now. I mean, that's why it's you know, it's like Michael. Ph- Remember Michael Phelps coming out being like, "This guy's got all these gold medals, but was suicidal." Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. No, oh yeah. Yeah. So that shit spoke to me like um, Kevin Love, you know, the basketball player, Kevin Love or what Like he came out like people are coming out and um, it's getting and- worse. Yeah, it's getting worse,
0: it's getting worse. I mean, the pandemic doesn't help, but it's clear like evidence has been provided and I don't I wouldn't even need evidence to know that. The, the way we operate within social media and staring at our phones all day is, is, is not making things better from a mental health standpoint. It's making it a hundred times worse.
1: Exactly. And that's why I think conversations like the one we're having are refreshing. Like I get that comment a lot about the show is like, people find it refreshing. People aren't normally having real ass conversations as much. So that's what's
0: cool. That's what's great about, uh, you know, podcasts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's happening more and more. Most of your subject matter that you write about that really, you know, touches me is, is, the, is the real ass shit. The fucking, right. the music and liquor and the fucking can't all be heroes. And I just, you know, I just think it's real. So, you know, thank you for doing that. I, I appreciate it man. Glad you dig it. Such a blessing, bro. I'm really yeah, I'm, I, again, want to end it with, you know, I'm 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 grateful for you and um it's it's really really incredible to like come full circle and be able to have this conversation. And uh I hope you feel the same way. Yeah, man, definitely. Definitely. Dope. And uh thank you for, you know, sharing your truth and I hope I hope this hits some people and let's just keep keep building and uh Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you next episode. All right, Sam. All right. Much love, Wax. Thank you, bro. Be well. Thank you so much again for tuning in to today's episode. It really means the world to me. If you heard anything relatable that created new awareness for you, please visit our podcast on iTunes and leave a rating or review. This helps build our audience. Please comment, like, and share this episode out with your family, friends, coworkers, or anyone who you feel would benefit from the messages shared in today's episode. I'm really, really grateful for your help in spreading these messages of hope and wisdom. The world is in such great need right now, and your support helps carry the message onward to others who need it. Also, please consider becoming a monthly financial contributor to the podcast. You can do so by visiting connectionismagic.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Patreon is a third-party platform which helps support creators in exchange for exclusive content and offers. You'll be able to get discounted merchandise like comfy hoodies, T-shirts, as well as retreat discounts where we'll have special guest speakers and group activities to connect you with like-minded community members. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, please stay connected.